Dearly Dirty Minded. Welcome to the second episode of Book Nooks and Pillow Talks. So in the light of this festive season, for some of you, uh, I decided to, you know, go with the theme. Since it's like red and green, uh, these colors are very like dominant this month. I decided that if I'm going to introduce you to a red as fuck flag boyfriend in my last episode, then I'm going to continue this episode with a green as fuck flag. So this episode is, we're gonna just completely do a like 180 and introduce you to my most favorite, most beloved green flags of the previous year. So as a person, when you, as a reader, when you first enter sports romance, you have so many options. You have uh, football MMCs, you have baseball MMCs, you have basketball MMCs, but personally when i first like went into this world and the most thing that caught my eye was hockey romance because everybody was talking about it it was a non-stop discussion between book readers and i don't know it just it kind of hit differently when i as a first timer went and read a hockey romance i completely understand why it hits differently you might ask if hockey is like i don't know a favorite sport of mine or something absolutely not i have in, until this day i have not watched a single hockey game in my entire existence partially because of the reason that hockey is not at all common in the region where i live in so it was not at all something that i was like completely familiar with if I was going to go with that, I would have gone with basketball because, like, I love basketball and I played basketball and, you know, I should have loved that. But hockey just hits differently. There's just something with grown-ass men in ice skates sliding over ice and slamming each other to the sides of the rink. I don't know why. I don't know why it's hot. And you don't see this stuff. It's all in your head. So it's everything that the writer describes. So like he was gliding on the ice and like slamming somebody to the side of the, I don't know, rink and everything. It's hot to read it. It gets you going. It's erotic. I don't understand how, but it is. So why did this book like catch fire? Why was it so um, respected between <laughs> readers? Why, why, did it, why did we love it so much? Okay, so we have a miscommunication uh, trope that is very, very common in contemporary romance. Those of you who watch Turkish dramas or those of you who watch K-dramas know exactly what I mean when I say miscommunication fucking sucks, okay? Just listen to that conversation for two more minutes, the conversation that you're eavesdropping on, and everything would be solved, right? So... Miscommunication doesn't exist in this book. One thing that also doesn't exist in this book is what we call a third act breakup. What's a third act break breakup? Maybe the book is like, let's say, 250 pages. You're 100 pa uh, 200 pages in 
and everything's going well the couple is so happy everybody is just yeah you're perfect for each other and everything going is going amazing then bam something happens like i don't know something extremely unnecessary happens a fight happens or something happens that for two or three chapters you're completely miserable with the characters as they break up for a very stupid reason and then come back to each other after they've you know sulked their way through three chapters it doesn't have a third act breakup so when you read this book okay i'm not saying it's a literary masterpiece i'm not saying that it's so different from any other book that you've ever read it's not it's a comfort book it's a book that you read that you see things that you would love to see in all contemporary romances but you just don't because people think that it's more entertaining to have more drama but well sometimes it's not so before we get completely into it like i'm going to completely like break down why i love this book so much I'm just going to recommend some K-dramas for you that you can just go watch if you're a K-drama watcher, if you're a romance K-drama watcher, and you will enjoy, I promise you, you will enjoy these if you enjoy Green Flags. So some K-dramas can be Strong Girl Bong Soon, Weightlifting Fairy Kim Bok Ju, uh, Hometown Cha Cha Cha, um, Glory, and Welcome to Samdari which is a new K-drama that has just begun and only four episodes is out. And it's so cute, so amazing. The guy is green flag as fuck. And if you're not a K-drama fan, well, I will introduce you to a very, very fucking green flag in an American show. Jake Peralta. Guys, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of the best sitcoms that you will ever watch in your life. I'm going to like dedicate a whole episode for it. But since the beloved Andrew Brower passed away just recently, I just wanted to mention that it is one of the best shows you'll ever watch. And it can be one of the best comfort shows that I have ever watched in my entire life. And Jake Peralta is the number one green flag husband in any sitcom I have ever stumbled upon. So go watch that if you enjoy these kinds of things as well. Now, uh, I'm going to completely get into why Nathan Hawkins, the MMC in Icebreaker, is the greenest flag I have personally ever read in books. Let me get a little comfortable here. Okay. And let's get into the reason why Nathan Hawkins, the MMC or main male character or male main character in this book is a fucking green flag. If I've ever seen one. Okay. Anastasia Grace is the FMC female main character of this book. And it is a reverse grumpy sunshine. So Grumpy Sunshine is the kind of book where the character is all uh, introverted, grumpy, like growls to everyone or scowls to everyone and doesn't 
um, really care about anybody's feelings and everything, but like secretly does little things that make the other person happy. And the sunshine is like all over the place, happy, smiley, and just jokes all the time. And everybody's friends with them, everybody loves them, you know, all of that. That's grumpy sunshine for you. A reverse grumpy sunshine, it's a you know, little bit misogynistic to say it this way, but anyways... Reverse grumpy sunshine is when the girl is grumpy and the guy is a sunshine, okay? So, yeah, I'm telling you, it just it sounds a little wrong. We can just say grumpy sunshine. So, Stasi here, I've heard it in the audiobook that it's pronounced Stasi. Don't even talk to me. I literally don't know why every pronunciation I do in books is just fucking wrong. I just don't understand. Anyways, Stasi uh, is an ice skater. And Nathan, my boy, is a hockey player. The story begins where they apparently something happens to the ice rink, to one of the ice rinks, and they have to share their ice rinks from now on. And Anastasia is a very like precise person. She, she plans everything. She has everything organized. And Nathan is not, simply. And, and it really disrupts her. She's uh, very like upset. But Nathan here... At first, he thinks that she's being very dramatic. As he gets to know her, she understands her, and she and he understands why she's so organized. And she he just realizes this girl is just very independent and very strong. And why have I judged her like so? So he tries to find ways to connect with this girl. And the first thing he wants from her is forgiveness for all the things that he all the trouble his team because he's team captain might have caused that have caused the, the one of the ice rings to have a problem and them to like have to share an ice rink and then we witness as Anastasia and Nathan develop a very complicated relationship because Anastasia is a commitment phobic and Nathan is simply not if he likes someone he wants to spend time with them he wants to get a get with them he wants to be with them it's simple for him but it's not for Anastasia but the thing is Nathan respects every step that Anastasia takes so if she if her planner is full if her schedule is full if anything like that is on the case Nathan will not disrupt any of her plans he will find the time with her not try to like disrupt her plans so that she can have time with him he respects any boundaries that she sets it is a very different kind of develop development in a relationship that you see in normal contemporary romance i don't know why it just is it felt different maybe there are many books like this but this was good Flirting begins from the very beginning. They are they have this banter that would just have you laughing your ass off sometimes. They are amazing in banter and they are amazing in flirting. It's amazing to watch. Uh, they have comebacks for each other and Anastasia, my girl, doesn't back down. I love that about her. So there are a few times that you just get a hint of miscommunication that you think that oh my god something's gonna happen i mean something has happened and they're gonna miscommunicate all the way and it's not gonna be solved for like four chapters 
that never happens. There is something that happens in the book that um, apparently is miscommunication. But because Nathan tries his very best to talk to Anastasia the way a normal person would try to communicate with the person they care about to show them that they are not, you know, the person they think they are and make everything better, he does that. Nathan goes and talks to her and says that, yeah, whatever that thing you heard, I want you to believe that it's not true and everything and these are the reasons that it's not true. This is the truth. I want you to believe that. And she's all like, yes, I believe you. I trust you because... I know you better than those people know you. Get it? That's like what no- a normal relationship should be like. So I'm telling you, a very healthy relationship. Anastasia has a therapist. And having a therapist is completely normal. And I hope you all accept this. And accept that you also, like me, need one. And there are scenes in the book where she actually calls her therapist and talks to him and it's very um, nice to read that Anastasia is completely okay with discussing her feelings and with having a therapist or the author felt comfortable like dedicating half or like a whole chapter to Anastasia talking to her therapist which is I think a very nice thing because people say that some people, not all of them, say that Icebreaker could have been shorter. Yes, it could have been shorter, but you wouldn't get these many domesticated scenes or you wouldn't get so many representations of even the slightest of mental problems. You wouldn't get these many representations of, I don't know, anxiety or OCD or all of these. So when when I tell you it's a comfort book, I'm telling you it's like, fluffy ass blanket hot chocolate and cold rainy weather comfy okay just trust me on this you will read this book in one sitting if you like romance as much as i do and if you like healthy relationships as much as i do there are times these two fight and their fights don't take long and they always ask each other like Nathan asks St- Anastasia that what made you feel this way when I said this and whatever what did I say that made you feel this way and she says you said this and he goes well I'm very sorry that that made you feel that way and I will try to be better so it's like when I tell you the communication in this book is unlike anything I've ever seen um don't hate on me because it's true it's true okay so let's get to the good parts man Nathan Hawkins is a golden retriever, okay, but he is a beast in bed. This man can dirty talk a girl to climax. I have this guaranteed. Like, this man has the best, one of of the best dirty talks because I've read a lot of dirty talks. And this man has one of the best dirty talks I have read in contemporary romances. He is... I just... I can't even, like, completely describe the dirtiness he has when he talks. And how much contradictional it is towards his actual personality, okay? 
my girl Anastasia is also a dirty talker. I never knew that having this dirty talking thing from both sides, it would be extremely entertaining and interesting. But well, I'm all for it. Still, Nathan, my man, you're my number one. I love you. Because like I was reading, rereading this book for this podcast. I was like rereading my annotations and everything. I was like, okay, let's see what uh, we might forget in anything. And I'm just here to admit that I read the smut scenes. I reread the smut scenes multiple times because Nathan's dirty dog is just another level. So yeah, to all of you out there who's just looking for a very smutty but entertaining and one sitting book, this is for you. Like it is very fun. And continuing on the fun aspect, I want a team of hockey players to be my friends, to be my guy friends because the team in this book, I love them. I absolutely love every single member of this hockey team. I love JJ for his amazing prank ideas. I love Henry for that soft mysterious thing he's got going because I cannot fucking wait for his book. Hannah Grace, I really 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 would love it if you just speed that process up because Henry deserves the fucking world. He is so cute. He just says the most random shit at the most random times that you're like, "Yep, valid point, man." Even if you said it in a setting that you should never say it in, valid point. So get yourself a hockey team. Get yourself a captain of the hockey team. and then get the hockey team as your guy friends because they will support you through the highest and through the lowest they will be the f- most fun people you've ever met they will literally follow you like little puppies you know because you're the captain's girl they will if they're even remotely if the real hockey teams are remotely close to what i'm reading Christmas Santa even if I don't celebrate Christmas Santa please I want one please All right we have a dickhead named Aaron in this book he is like the definition of red flag he's not an ex he's the skating partner of Anastasia and he has this obsession this unhealthy obsession with Anastasia that like we all hate him for like from the moment he comes on the page I'm like yeah I hate him I don't like him one bit he can go fuck himself Nathan where are you and he does this fucked up thing at the end of the book that like I hate him so much for it but uh, like it was the finals or something it was something like that f- in ice skating I'm terrible in both of ice hockey and ice skating information and he does this thing and it gets recorded on TV and Anastasia just runs out and Nathan is there first and foremost asking Anastasia if she's okay the perfect representation of i trust you and this is not miscommunication i will not let this be miscommunicated between us It is one of these scenes that you're going to be like, "Oh shit, here we go again," but then you're going to be, "Oh 
damn. And you're going to fall in love with Nathan Hawkins ten times more after reading that last scene. Did I mention that he went to Target and bought box upon boxes of like female products to put it in products to put in his dorm bathroom so that she can easily stay over whenever he wanted and also he like learned how everything works like he asked her and what is exfoliator what is a conditioner and everything and my man from that moment on whenever he could did them for her the right way there are scenes in this book dirty as they may be they are greener than the very heart of the Amazon forest. So you see this book is about 400 pages. As I said, there are a lot of critiques saying that this could could this book could have been shorter. Maybe you're right, but I'm sure I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed it in this length, okay? Because when you love a couple, when you love a chemistry between couples, you just want more. You just want more moments of them together. You just want more moments of them being simply in each other's company and you enjoying them, right? So if anybody is like, yeah, this is uh, a very long book. It could have been shorter and everything. Okay, y- you can go read your short ass books. But communication, guys, learn communication from this book. Be a communicator in your relationships. Don't let silly miscommunications ruin like the few weeks that you can spend together but might spend broken up. This is one of like the most comfortable books you'll, you'll ever read. This book can be your comfort zone. Body shaming is completely frowned upon in this book. And some of the remarks that Nathan makes is just, you're like, my feminist man is going to fucking kill me here. And anxiety or like mental uh, problems are completely understandable in this book and are completely supported. And everybody is okay with it. You're like, okay, it's okay whatever you have we will help you through any problems you may have with it even if like these things don't have cures or anything we're going to support you through all of it don't settle people don't settle for less than nathan hawkins because you deserve a nathan hawkins in your life who buys an ipad for you to do your planning better not shame you for planning not saying that you have to chill out a little man or anything like that get yourself a nathan hawkins the girls who listen to this podcast my people you deserve a green flag like him all of us deserve a green flag like him there is a quote that has made hundreds of people go and buy this book and read it there's a quote, there is a sentence, a single fucking sentence that Nathan Hawkins says that will make you go read this book if you love smut and dirty talk. So we have Anastasia, 
who's reading a book in the plane, a romance book in the plane. And so Nathan leans over and whispers in her ear that whatever you read, I'll do to you when we get home. You know, there are days that you want to read about epic love stories with love letters and amazing literature, Jane Austen and Pride and Prejudice or, you know, Tale of Two Cities and things like that. And there are days that you just want to read a dark-haired hockey player saying good girl to his girlfriend. And both of those days, in my opinion, are good days. Nathan Hawkins has another quote that will make you weak in the knees. So there is this quote that goes, uh, well, they're they're going to hook up, okay? And it's their first time. And, you know, Anastasia is like, oh, like, hurry up and everything. And Nathan asks, are you sure? And she says, just do it and everything. And he goes, I don't joke about consent, Anastasia. I don't know when the bar went so low for us women to be turned on by a simple ask of consent. But it has happened, unfortunately. And when he said that, it was a fucking huge turn on. Okay, for me and I believe for a whole community of book girls who enjoy consent which is basically all of them and following all these amazing spicy scenes there is a scene where taylor swift's cruel summer bridge the one where i am drunk in the back of the car and all that that goes on after that finds a whole new meaning so like hannah grace thank you for mentioning that the car that the car that they were in was playing Cruel Summer on the radio because that just made the scene so fucking satisfying. You gotta read it. And you can imagine with that dirty mind of yours what was going on in the back seat of the car which both of them were drunk in. Alright? You can figure it out. Continuing this long list of why Nathan Hawkins is extremely hot and cute and a very contradictional combination of the two his team dressed as minions and him as grew in despicable me for halloween that is cute as shit man that is so fucking like it was hilarious reading that scene because i had this visual of that one reel that was once viral on instagram and tiktok where tonight we steal the moon and like all the minions go ah and like that that reel was like resonating in my brain when they mentioned that he was dressed as Gru and the guys were dressed as minions and like the thought of like six foot something huge six-packed bulky men dressed as minions just did something to my inside man is it weird well Welcome to my world, and the book talk world also. So to sum it all up, I think you realize why hockey romance just hits differently, as I've mentioned almost three times in this po- in this episode. And this book 
is great. It's amazing. But there are so many great hockey romances like The Deal by L. Kennedy that just is amazing and I can't wait to read the rest of that series because I've been postponing it for like ages and that series is also amazing and we have Tegan Hunter she writes amazing um, hockey romances and so many other authors that I literally can't remember the name of right now that I've read the books of and loved each and every one of them and guys go read this genre it's okay if you don't know jack shit about hockey nobody cares i swear okay and it doesn't matter because when it just gets resonated in your mind how the very mm, game is played you don't even need to know the rules it's just you just need to enjoy the hotness of it so until the next time you have my voice inside your head Toodles, everybody. Bye-bye.